thought-provoking stories, and insights from around the globe by your favorite athletes. This is the Athlete's Obsession, brought to you by Obsesh. This week, I talked to Drea Chenier, a former Division I basketball player who ditched her office job to chase her dream of becoming a personal trainer. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's edition of the Athletes Obsession podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Allison. We are joined this week by Drea Chenier. Drea, how are you doing this week? I am great. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to be on this platform. You guys are amazing. So I'm excited. Let's talk. Yeah, we're excited to have you as well. And, you know, this is the Athletes Obsession podcast. So I have to ask you, what is your obsession? Uh, Dalton, so my obsession is my body. Internally, externally, my body, how it functions on a daily basis. Every hour is important to me. And that is my obsession. I think about how I eat. I think about what I have for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I really think about these things and what's going into my body. And I also think about, am I doing exercise enough to, you know, keep my bones healthy, stay strong, all that. So my obsession is, is taking care of my body. That's interesting. Where did that obsession develop? I would say from basketball. So I played collegiate basketball at New Mexico State and Sacramento State. And from there, you know, I learned that you got to really take this stuff serious if you want to perform at a high level, because you can't go out drinking and putting processed foods in your body and then expect to perform at a high level with other athletes who are performing at a high level. So I think that's where it came from. You mentioned that you played basketball collegiately and at a high level before college as well. When was it that you first picked up a basketball? First grade, Dalton, baby Dre, baby Dre. So yeah, first grade, my dad was really my mentor throughout basketball and still till this day. But first grade, because I had an older sister who was in third grade and she started playing basketball at third grade. So I was in first. So I remember my dad would always come up with little fun games for me and my sister to play, to compete with each other. And I think that's where the love first came what did you love about the game so much that made you want to take it seriously enough that you were a highly regarded high school prospect? Yeah, I don't know. It felt so free. I think because my dad laid such a good foundation of skills that I got to a certain point where I was just so free in my movement and my skill set because I was just so confident in it. And I think that the confidence came from a bunch of practices that I probably didn't want to go, but my dad took me anyways. So I think just staying disciplined with it, uh, putting in the hours to really grow myself to be this, this high-level athlete. Yeah, you keep mentioning your dad as this impact on your basketball yeah. life. How did he play that role as a father to you? In our backyard, we had a small backyard coming from Richmond, California. He put up a hoop and our hoop was right next to the kitchen. So my mom would be making food. Me and my dad, you know, he'd, he'd be just shooting games. He would just come up with a bunch of games that I just thought were so fun, you know, and he always kept it fresh. It was never boring. He was just always there, I think, taking me to practice, picking me up, you know, very supportive. And I know a lot of people don't have that. So I do try, we'll talk about this later, but, you know, I do train uh, basketball players as well. So I just try to be as supportive as I can as my dad was because I know how much that can help you take you to the next level by just having that support of just someone there dribbling a ball next to you. So a lot of times I was just doing my thing, you know, I was just not paying attention to my dad, you know, but just him being there made me feel so secure and confident. And yeah, so love, love a man. <laughs> 
his support meant so much to you that you ended up being the 107th highest ranked prospect by ESPN out of the class of 2009 out of Piedmont High School. What, what was your playing experience like as a Highlander and how did that impact your ability to play at a high level? As soon as I got to Piedmont, I, as a freshman started, I just felt so comfortable and confident with myself and my, like I said, my skill set that I knew that I could help the team because, you know, I was a little bit, I was quick, I could choose. So I, I knew I could help the team. And there was also two other girls on my team that helped mentor me and just seeing them like really take it to the next level, really helped me and helped me grow into that high level because I saw that they were doing it. And I just saw, you know, I'm with them every day. I practice every day. So by me competing with them helped me take it to another level. But I loved Piedmont, you know, it was different than when I, where I came from. I came from Richmond, California, you know, and then we went to Piedmont. So it wasn't different. I would say a little bit of culture change, but I loved it. You have nothing but support from the people that came from Piedmont. So loved it. Yeah. You mentioned those two mentors that you had, what kind of important lessons did they teach you as you were making that transition from freshman phenom to high level basketball player? Yeah, I think that they just got after it. I saw that they just had, I think the word that comes to mind is like tenacity. And I think that you have to like go into a character when you play any sport or get into any zone. You have to take your mind to this place of like, how should I explain it, Dalton? Like, I'm just going to win. I don't care what I have to do. I just have to beat you. And you have to get into this, into this like Mamba man- mentality, I should say, like Kobe Bryant wasn't the nicest player, but you just get in such a, into such a zone. And I saw him get into that zone. And I noticed that when you're that focused into what you're trying to do, you really do accomplish what you set your mind to. So I think just having that tenacity to just get after it. Like if you turned it over four times in a row, she's my uh, mentors would still go back and score two three pointers. And in a second, I just saw how the negative can turn into a positive. And I was like, wow, like there is no, and I just learned that in life too. You can't hold on a lot. And I think that helped me see like the move, they moved on from rejection or moved on from something that was difficult. They just moved on. So I think that helped me become a great player. Yeah. And I think that same tenacity that is needed on the basketball court also can be needed in life as well. I mean, there had to have been situations where you applied that tenacity that you learned on the basketball court to your, your life as well. So a hundred percent, it's weird because it's when I went to corporate America. So after I graduated, I went to corporate America and then I just was, I went to this place of being so unhappy and, you know, cause I was at a desk job nine to five. That's not who I was. It's not what I knew. And I think that by being in that difficult place, I had to have tenacity in a way to kind of get myself out of that position. Every day I had to say, you know what, who are you? Who, what do you like? Because you don't clearly don't like to sit here at nine five, just sitting down. And I, and I kept thinking about it and like, wow, you have to really stand up for yourself and your feelings and your true self at a certain point. And I think I lost that, that sight for a second, just because, you know, after you graduate, you want to have a good job and you want to make money. And I think money is a driving force for you after college you're like gotta go you know I gotta hustle but I think I kind of got lost in that mix and had to dig myself out and I think that tenacity that I knew it won't be like this forever it has to change and but the only way it can change is if I change it so that means okay get out of corporate America become a personal trainer study get in shape like you know so then I just started taking those steps those everyday steps and then eventually years later because it didn't just happen it took time I finally uh, used that tenacity to get myself 
to where I want to be now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so then you mentioned you were in corporate America, which is not exactly the, the environment that breeds personal trainers all the time. Right. What was it like for you in that transition period from corporate America to kind of being your own boss as a personal trainer? Yeah, um, it was very hard, but very liberating and knew I was where I needed to be because I knew that the control of my schedule, the control of my money and me being super focused on that made me a businesswoman in a, in a second kind of, you know, but it made me step up. It made me become a better, better, have better characteristics. And I just felt like it was time to step up. Let's do it. What do I have to do? I have to, you know, taxes. You don't learn about taxes in college. I have to, let's do it. Like, start thinking about how can I invest in my company, or, you know, or how can I grow my, my new company? Because, you know, like, I don't know if you know, Dalton, I'm just starting this uh, company called Feel Good Body, where I do personal training, group training. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah, I love it. What, what do you think was the biggest reward that you felt from leaving your desk job to creating your own job, really? What was the biggest reward there? I think everyday satisfaction of just being true to who I am. Because for me to sit in a job making money, but so unhappy, that was affecting my health mentally and physically. And remember how you said in the beginning, what's your obsession? My mental health and my physical health. And I felt all both of those were deteriorating and it was messing me up. So I said to myself, I that's not me. I can't, if that's so important to me, my body, why am I not taking care of it? Because I have to work all these hours and be on someone's schedule. No, there has to be a way, I've said, there has to be a way where I can, I can move away from that space and go to a space where your body is your main priority. Now in, in doing so and moving to that space, you were pursuing what your heart was telling you to do. Why do you think it's so important to do that over the course of a lifetime? Mental health, because I think that is the main pillar here in the world. You know, a lot of us holding in feelings, thoughts, insecurities, walking around in the world thinking everyone's okay. But it's like a lot of people aren't just because they're not willing to take a stand because it is hard. I get it. But it's hard a lot of times to take that stand for yourself because you might have kids, you might have this all bunch of ties to you that you just feel stuck. You know, I would just say, take, it's going to suck either way. So, you know, why suck in something that you is going to really deteriorate your mental and physical health. And I think obesity, you see it, it's one of the main killers in the world right now. It's like, how did that obesity happen? Because people are sedentary. So why are so many people sedentary? It's just, I ask myself all these questions, like why aren't they moving? It's like their jobs lock them in sometimes. And, and I just knew that I didn't want that for myself. You went from that desk job to the personal trainer. That was achieving a goal right there. Now yeah, you're at that level. Yeah, now you're at that level of the personal trainer. You achieved that goal, you achieved that dream. What's the next goal from there? Next goal. So, well, right now, Dalton, I'm, I have a couple things going on and a couple goals that I, uh, I'm trying to try to take my career to bikini competition. So, I, you know, as a high level athlete in college, I said to myself, how can I take it to the next level within the fitness industry? And for me, that was to do a bodybuilding bikini competition. So, I'm going to get that done in two months, July 10th, first show ever. So, I got to pack on a bunch of muscle. And it's a hard goal because you have to eat right for three months straight. 
you know, you got to work out consistently and hard, heavy loads for three months straight. So this is a big goal of mine. And I, and I have confidence in myself that I know if I just stick to the basics of what I know, we'll get there. And so that's my next goal. But also I'm, I wanted to do that because I wanted to get my body, like I told you, in the best shape ever. So mentally and physically, and I knew that that could take me there. And then also wanting to tap into some sports fitness modeling. I want to tap into that world, into the basketball uh, world a little bit more. So I want to do a bunch of projects. Um, Dalton is not that I want one specific thing. I'm such a person, you can probably tell how I talk very ADD. You know, that's who I am. I want to do a bunch of projects, work with a bunch of people because it'd be very awesome to experience. Man, you're talking about this bikini competition. Yeah. What is your workout regimen and what's your diet looking like to get into shape for that? Oh man, so Dalton, whoo, it's tough. It's tough, it's tough because, okay, so I'm eating six times a day. I'm on a high protein diet, but you know, your, your human body, it's hard to digest so much protein that I always feel so bloated so i'm taking like digestive enzymes i'm taking protein powders um fish oil pills like i you're just taking eating the cleanest foods all your greens brussels sprouts broccoli asparagus not a lot of carbs not a lot of rice that you got sweet potatoes but you know it's very basic and it's it's crazy because people think that fitness or nutrition is so hard and complicated but when you walk in a grocery store you literally just go to the Whole Foods, the cleanest, the first aisle, the first thing that you walk into every grocery store in Dalton is fresh food, right? So it's like, we just pick from there. And that's that's basically what I'm, I'm eating is fresh Whole Foods, high protein diet and low, low sugar. It's been doing, it's been going great. Um, very challenging. I would say, you know, out of the 12 weeks, week six, which I'm in right now is probably the toughest because I'm definitely feeling the changes. Uh, and then also the workouts, I would say the first couple of weeks were pretty hard because I was going heavy loads and heavy sets. My body wasn't used to it. And now I would say about week six that I'm at right now, my body now has a foundation of, okay, I know how to withstand this heavy weight. So now let's go heavier, more sets. So it's just high reps, high sets, eating healthy. And that's the basics and that anyone can do that. Right. So yeah, that's what the training, training six days a week, eating clean seven days a week, 24 hours a day. <laughs> All of that to make your body feel good for this competition. And you mentioned before you're starting something called feel good body. Tell mm -hmm. me all about that. Yeah. So I, when I was thinking about like, you know, my personal training business, I was like, who am I, you know, and again, going back to my core and I feel good body. That's just what came to me because that's how I genuinely want to feel. And that's what I genuinely want other people to feel, what I feel of just clear mind and able and agile and just able to move very efficiently. Because I think everybody has the potential to move efficiently and feel good throughout their days. So yeah, feel good body is all about just taking the steps though, Dalton, to create that feel good body. So what are the steps? It's not that I just can sit back and say, hey, I want to feel good body. It's like, no, it's like that takes waking up early. Let's make some breakfast. Okay, let's go work out now. Let's stretch. Let's maybe take a mental health class. Like it's fully taking care of yourself. So love it, love it, love it, love it. That's that's exciting. And you know, I think you're someone who's really great to learn from in that aspect, just because of not only your success in the fitness industry so far, but also you know some of your basketball successes were awesome as well. You were part of a Sacramento state team that led the entire NCAA division one in not only steals per game, but three pointers made per game. 
you know, how often do you apply those lessons that you learned by being on a record-setting NCAA team to your current life? Yeah, so I think a lot, that was a great time, by the way. We, I think it comes down to have, we all felt freedom. We didn't feel like our coach was like, don't do this, don't do that, or it's getting taken out. We just felt freedom. So we were, Dalton, our team was back. We would go five players in, five players out every two minutes. No other team plays like that. We were running teams up and down, up and down. And that's how we kind of got our advantage. And so, you know, that's kind of not an ordinary way to play basketball. A lot of teams play, you know, two close up players, three on the outside. So I think just thinking outside the box and also being, that's who I am. I'm very like quick. I want to, you know, my mind moves quick and Sac State, I remember we played like that very quick. So now I take that on to now who I am as a fitness coach. I teach a lot of high intensity. I teach a lot of Tabata, a lot of fat burning classes. And that's what I teach my personal training clients as well, because I've learned that by just, you know, having that efficiency of high heart rate, you know, bringing it up, bringing it down. I know how efficient that can be for your human, for the human body. So I've carried that, you know, just from NCAA, all those lessons over to my personal training business now with my clients to get them there because I've seen all the tools that have helped me get there. And I know they work. I've put the hours in, I've tested it out for you guys. I know they work. So I, I knew, I knew it would help my clients. Yeah, and a lot of that success, you know, came from you being on a team that was completely buying into the process. Yeah. How important is it to find yourself a team that completely buys into the process like you had at Sac State? Yeah, it's t it's tough, but I think once you guys all really just kind of genuinely sit down and and have these these genuine talks with each other about what we wanted from the season and what our end goal was, we knew that we literally could help each other. Like I knew that my role, my team was a defensive player. Sometimes I would go in and out just for defense to guard a point guard, just to stop her and then come right back out because my three point shooter cheating to go back in for the three. So I just knew my role as a great defensive player. And I think that that helped. Oh, so you should see us in college. We were, we were great. But we gelled so well because we knew our roles and we knew what we were good at. And I think that kind of goes back to me being corporate America and then saying, no, I'm going to take over my own business, you know, being like, no, that's not who I am. This is who I am. And that's okay. And let's do it. Let's be the best at that. But it's not always, you know, like that for people in their head. What does someone who's booking Drea on Obsesh, what do they receive? Yeah. Okay. So we're, you're going to get everything, fitness, health. So nutrition, juicing, high intensity workouts, bodybuilding, bikini workouts, how to shed weight, how to gain weight. I'm just going to teach you how to take care of your body inside and outside. And you're going to learn a lot. You're going to learn a lot about your body and you're going to learn how to take care of it to the most high that you can. So let's do this. You know, lastly, if people wanted to keep up with you on social media, where could they find you? What are your social media handles? Yeah, so on Instagram, I'm Andrea underscore four. So it's D-R-E-A underscore four. And yeah, that's that's the best way to reach me. Also have link in my bio so you guys can reach out, you know, for any training sessions and you can book your obsession session on there as well. So yeah. Great well, here. yeah, you know, this, uh, this conversation has really made me want to actually pick up that bottle of carrot juice that I have in my refrigerator yeah. and start drinking that. So thank All you right. so much, Drea, for being on today. I really appreciate your time.
All right. Thank you, Dalton. Appreciate it so much.